1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Talk with Public. My name is Carolina Kuczyk, and with me today is the fabulous Lauren Grove. She is from Every Last Detail, and we are going to be talking about Instagram, a topic that is fascinating to me, so I can't wait to hear what she has to say. So, Lauren, how are you doing today? I am
0: doing good, all things considered. So,
1: <laughs> uh, And if you are listening to either this live broadcast or the um uh, actual podcast we hope that you are safe we are going through very weird times but hopefully you know we can share some good information today that you can apply either now or later on where things go back to normal absolutely (laughs) so Lauren tell us a little bit I mean introduce yourself who are you and what do
0: you do All right. So um, I run the wedding publication Every Last Detail and um, our associated vendor marketing program called the V-List. I also do a little bit of education type things within the V-List and also um, like virtual summits like I did an Instagram virtual summit for wedding pros in the fall. um, And actually, I'm about to relaunch it for... Our current world that we are in. Um, and I have a little bit of a different perspective when it comes to um, my wedding publication personally. I, um, over the last couple of years, I actually have um, kind of stopped publishing a lot of weddings and inspiration type things and really gotten back to my roots of educating couples. Um I first started as a wedding planner and I thought Every Last Detail was going to be my wedding planning company name as I was um planning weddings for another company mm-hmm. and um along the way Every Last Detail became kind of like a educational like a place where I went to blog and share educational tips with couples because I was learning and realizing that no one knows how to plan a wedding. Like, why should they know how to plan a wedding? They've never done it before. And yet everybody just jumps into weddings and thinks that everything's hunky dory. And a lot of that too, was my own experience planning my wedding when I wasn't a professional yet. Um, And I realized that a lot of the issues that occurred on my wedding day could have easily been avoided if I had been educated and if I had known. Um, also like, you know, things like if I had had a better expectation regarding what things cost or, um, you know, what to look for in people's contracts and just like all of the things. So that's kind of how every last detail started. Um, that was 10 years ago. Um, so a lot has changed in 10 years. Um, Pinterest didn't exist. Instagram didn't exist. <laughs> um, we Twitter stars. Like, oh. I know, Instagram I know. i, I so old. <laughs> I mean, when I started, I was, I think I was, I think I was 21 or 22. And I remember I would go to networking events and people would be like, oh my gosh, you're so young. You're such a baby. Like, are you sure you should be doing this? And I'd be like, yeah, like, this is what I want to do. And now I'm like, I feel like an old person. Um, it is.
1: Uh, it is a weird. Because I've been in business for 10 years also, and it's so weird how the industry has changed, even though weddings have existed for centuries, I feel like the new, like kind of like the wedding industry per se is kind of like new, you know, like networking and, you know, as you said, educating people, which I really, really admire and appreciate because as you said these are people that are getting married most of them for the very first time so why would they know how anything is why would yeah. they know what anything costs I have to be yeah. honest and said that I've been a wedding photographer for 10 years and just recently I learned how much flowers cost I yeah. had no idea how much my fellow florists were charging and when I find out I almost fainted and that just yes. because I didn't know. Why would I yeah. know something like that? So, I really appreciate what you do with clients. I think that educating them is a crucial part of, you know, the industry and as you said, setting expectations and all that good stuff is really beneficial for everybody in the long run.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um along the way, especially as I've gotten a lot more into education in the last couple of years, <laughs> I have kind of I guess like, I don't know if you viewed myself or I've always viewed myself this way, but as like a bridge between couples and wedding professionals, um, because I, here I am on one side telling couples about, Hey, like, this is what you need to know about hiring a photographer. This is what you need to, this is why you need to hire a wedding planner. This is what things cost, which by the way, side note, I was totally supposed (laughs) to release my, what weddings cost um, survey or my data results of that. Um, like two weeks ago before all this
1: started mm-hmm. and I had to put pause on that. So let me let me stop here for a second and ask you, I mean, I know we don't know the future, but do you think that the cost of wedding is really going to change dramatically once we come out of this? Oh my gosh, I
0: don't even know. Um, <laughs> I am not an economics or
1: finance person <laughs> at all.
0: Um, I would probably venture to say that I would expect... That people are going to be downsizing their weddings. Um, I would probably think even like my sister is getting married in November. Mm -hmm. And she's already talking about like, I mean, given she wanted a small wedding to start with. But she's already talking about, hey, maybe I could use this as my excuse to cut some people off the guest list um, and have less people. And one of the things that I teach about a lot is that guests equal money. And, you know, that equals more food, more drinks, more tables, more centerpieces. Um, So I think that if people do have to cut costs due to the economy, I would expect that um, hopefully they'll cut guests before they cut (laughs) the cost of their overall wedding budget um, and the quality of their wedding. But, yeah, I would probably expect that the amount being spent is probably going to go down. Um, according and like the data that I've collected regarding wedding costs, I survey wedding professionals Mm -hmm. and ask them what they are charging. So I can then help couples make accurate expectations instead of saying, Hey, this is your budget. You should be, you should allot 10% of your budget to X. Um, actually giving them like a base number because something that I've found in my like communications with couples is that they have no clue what to expect. Mm-hmm. And like they, they don't have any idea where to set their like their bar. Um, so like even just giving somebody the simple fact of saying like, hey, wedding photographers, it's going to be really hard to find a photographer who's $2,000. Like that's just, that's the truth. Um, then they might, like, literally, I have said that to a bride, like, within an Instagram DM message, Mm -hmm. and she's been like, oh, okay, well, like, I could probably do three. Okay, well, like, (laughs) you know, so once they have that information, that's kind of where I was, you know, what my goal is with stuff like that, um, is just helping them set those expectations. So I don't, and I, I think also, like, some of it would be our wedding professionals going to lower their prices maybe i don't i don't know like it's it's a little hard another thing that i'm a little concerned about with this whole situation and um, couples versus wedding professionals is um, couples potentially losing trust in wedding professionals and i haven't really said this publicly because i don't want to get um i don't want there to be a witch hunt but I'm starting to see couples losing trust in hiring professionals already, um, whether it's because of, um, you know, all the rescheduling and postponement stuff happening and like nobody's ever really had to deal with this in the the mass quantity that it's occurring. And um, some couples are starting to feel like they're getting the short end of the stick and that their weddings aren't as meaningful as they were initially. Um, And so my fear with knowing how word spreads and like already seeing people giving bad reviews um, just because of having to cancel and not getting their money back or whatever, like my fear is that that is going to snowball into um, couples not wanting to hire professionals or being afraid to hire professionals. And I feel like for me, I've spent 10 years telling couples to hire professionals and like, hey, this is why you have to do this. And I feel like I'm finally <laughs> me. I'm finally like at a good place of like knowing like knowing that my audience is trusting professionals and hiring them. Um, so I'm just a little afraid like messaging wise and like PR wise, like what's going to happen with the wedding industry as a whole regarding that.
1: I had um, uh, my previous uh, podcast episode and this was about how to handling uh, chaos. And I, you know, I I try to stay quite positive about the situation, but I, I spoke about how this is the time for you to like your customer service has to be impeccable right now. Like this is the time. Yeah. And I know we are all struggling and we all have, you know anxiety and, you know, nervous energy around the whole thing. But this is the time when you need to be really, really good at how you handle the situation. And it doesn't mean that you have to like immediately, you know, I don't know, like just, you just have to like be very careful how you're handling things because. Yeah. Anything could be, could be triggering for people. So right. that's the only thing that yeah. um, I want to mention. But let's yeah. kind of pivot like this a little bit because today I want to talk to you because you have done your research. You have, you know, as you said, you have um, surveyed both clients and professionals. And I want to talk mm-hmm. about Instagram. Instagram is a topic yes. that really fascinates me. Um, it's what everybody's using these days, apparently. I mean, I don't know much. So <laughs> okay, let us know how I engage couples using Instagram. I mean, prior to the pandemic, and maybe now that we're spending time inside, like, I mean, show it us all that. I want to Yes. Know.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, like right now, they're definitely using Instagram <laughs> and the internet in general a lot more for planning their weddings. Um, but Inge- like normally they typically start using Instagram in the early stages of their weddings and they start out looking for inspiration. So, and this has been like, this has always been the typical process of a couple regarding their wedding planning process. Back in the day, it was, they would buy magazines first, but like now it's that now they go to Instagram first, even sometimes before they're even engaged. Um, and they start to look at things that, like just general wedding inspiration, like literally the general hashtag wedding inspiration, um, which is inundated and I don't really recommend using. Um, but they also are looking for things like wedding dresses and wedding colors, like all of the things that are occurring in the, that first stage. Of Mm -hmm. wedding planning like sometimes before they even start hiring anybody or or booking anything they're using um, They're turning to Instagram to see what weddings that they're at potential or current or the the venues that they've booked so like they are using the um, the places feature on Instagram to see weddings images from weddings that have been tagged of their wedding venue or wedding venues that they're thinking about because they're so visual and they want to see examples like they
1: want inspiration so as professionals what we should be doing is we should always be using geotags for venues you know when we're uploading a photo and we should also always be using relevant hashtags now this is the part where like I don't know. Like, I use some hashtags. I'm like, I don't know if this works. Every single time that I do a poll on my Instagram, because I'm like, everybody's going to answer no. I'm like, do you guys use hashtags? Everybody's like, yes. I'm like, I don't, like, I know how it works, but like, I don't know, like in my mind, I'm like, why? But then I find myself, like I went, um, we went to Scotland last year and I wanted to hire a photographer. The first thing that I did was, Scottish wedding photographer which apparently I don't even know how to spell Scottish because I'm like impossible I get no photos like how is this happening (laughs)
0: Um, well and they're definitely the interesting thing too is that they're using the different features of Instagram differently depending on what they're searching for Okay, so when they're searching for inspiration they're using um, the places feature a lot and they are using hashtags a lot Um, hold on wait I'm trying to envision my pre my like my my data so there's places um explore page and and um hashtags okay wait so they're using the explore page for um inspiration and hashtags and then when they're searching for actual vendors they're using places and hashtags a lot more so um and regarding like what hashtags to use always 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 relevant so like whatever is relevant to the image I feel like um people have been saying for a while that Instagram is kind of like indexing all of the photos and with their current like alt or their recent maybe in the last couple six months um adding alt tags to the images on Instagram um that is definitely evidence but making sure that whatever you're posting makes sense for the image
1: hold on a second did you say that now we can add alt text to images on instagram
0: yeah you can add um what like, where so basically when you go to an image and okay. you um if you go to like edit on a on a pay on a Current image. Um, okay, let me see. It'll say in the lower right hand corner, it'll say edit alt text. And so okay. then right there, you would want to put it says, it literally says alt text describes your photos for people with visual impairments. Oh, so okay. Literally, you would want to say like what is in the photo, like white bouquet with greenery or like something like that, or bride with white bouquet with greenery. But to me, I mean, given I have no ties with, like, I don't know anything about what Instagram's doing, although I do have a former bride that works there. I should (laughs) totally, yeah. Yeah, it's been there for a while. Um, Like, I would say probably six months, maybe. This Um, is all
1: news to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so, like, something like that is, like, an indicator that they are trying to kind of, make something out of the images that are being posted pretty much what we're
1: doing uh with seo in our blog post now we kind of start doing an instagram so that's really good
0: yes absolutely um and also like the popular hashtags i would not recommend using um how
1: big should it what's the size of a good hashtag that we could use That is still because as you said we go to wedding inspiration and it has like five billion images that's not gonna help us so what's a good size um
0: There's okay, to me, there is no there's really like no specificity regarding like, look for this, what you want to be paying attention to is what is your potential client looking at. And that's why I started diving into surveying my audience of engaged couples so much because I wanted to get the truth. Like, what are you actually doing? What are you actually searching? are you searching for this hashtag or this hashtag? So like, for example, you'll see people doing like hashtag Florida wedding photographer or hashtag um, Florida wedding photographers. And so like, I'll ask them like, which one would you, which one are you more likely to search? And like, they're searching Florida wedding photographer, not like the plural of it. So just even getting into the psyche of like, how literally, how are they using it? Um, So, they're really using Instagram like a search engine. Mm -hmm. Um, So think about what is somebody going to search and what does this image equal? Because I will tell you that when I was searching for inspiration for my sister's wedding, I got so frustrated because I was searching for, I think I was searching for like backyard weddings or something, even though she's not having a backyard wedding, but that was like the vibe that she wanted.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I was not finding any photos of actual backyard weddings. I was finding like photos of couples or like engagement photos. And I'm like, this is not, this is, this doesn't make sense. Like I'm getting really annoyed that I can't find what I'm actually trying to search for. So you want to keep in mind, I always say whatever is relevant to the image and specific describing the image. And also whatever is relevant to you and your location. So let's say I like, I'm just going to use my image that I posted yesterday. Um, It was a bride with a white bouquet and greenery in the bouquet. So I would do like hashtag bride, hashtag wedding dress, hashtag um, white bouquet, hashtag greenery, hashtag um, it was a Florida photographer. So hashtag Florida wedding photographer, hashtag Florida photographer, hashtag Florida wedding, hashtag um, central Florida wedding photographer and like going deeper into the specific location.
1: Should we, hashtag things that we think our brides are looking, like hashtags they might be using, like, I don't know, couples that brunch, I don't know, things like that? Yes, yeah,
0: Uh, well, it depends on what the hashtag is, because sometimes people are using, like, they're adding hashtags to their own photos, but they're not necessarily looking within that hashtag. Okay. So that's where the whole question of is is my ideal couple going to be searching this? That's where that would come in into play. Um, I like, you know, things like couples who brunch. I don't, I don't think that they're going I, I mean, to I be actually I, like actively searching. You know, in in there, um, but like maybe I mean, literally. Well, okay. So let me, let me back up a little bit. So another part of how couples are searching and using Instagram too, is, um, they're looking for ideas. They're looking for inspiration. So you also want to think about where your couple is within their wedding planning stage and -hmm. what they're going to be looking at. So, and also, and then use that information to help you decide what you're going to put into your Instagram strategy and like help you decide what you're going to post and also what hashtags you're going to use. So with photographers, you're super lucky because you're one of the first vendors that they book. So think about, okay, what are they looking at before they're going to be booking me? They're going to be looking at venues and they're going to be looking at inspiration. So my recommendation would be to focus on images that are showcasing specific venues. And inspiration, Um, if you can combine the venue or location with that inspiration, that's even better because then you're killing two birds with one stone. But on the other hand, if you're using a hashtag of like, you know, wedding hair or something, which they do look for a lot on Instagram, um, that bride is going to be further along in her wedding planning process, meaning like a couple months out from her wedding already. Therefore, she likely already has a wedding photographer booked. Mm -hmm. So just like, you just want to have a little bit of forethought regarding what you're posting, the hashtags you're choosing to describe your images um, and try to get in the heads of your potential couples really, really.
1: So, I mean, all super useful and I like all this. So now we're moving away from, let's say, hashtags because what I want as a user, as a vendor user for Instagram is like, (laughs) yes, I want people to like my photo. I want people maybe to save my photo. But what I really want is people to follow me. I want people to click that follow button because I want to connect with them. And now we have seen that thanks to Instagram stories, it has come a little bit into like a more personal space where we can showcase, you know, other things that are not just like pretty images. So, how is this, you know, helping the transition or like are are couples really doing this or this is just like my, I don't know, marketing brain thinking that that's what they're doing?
0: (laughs) So, okay, hold on. I'm going to pull up my, um, my data. Okay. And so I can give you the actual specific numbers.
1: Okay. okay. I like this. I like actual specific numbers. That's my yes. favorite.
0: <laughs> yeah Cause I've, I've definitely, cause, because, and this is why, like, this is why I um, created the Instagram for Wedding Pro Summit in the first place, because mm-hmm. my polls were telling me that couples are using Instagram in a different way then they use Instagram for other things also. Okay. So they're using it differently than we're using it all th- as well and also as wedding pros we have to know like the thing that the whole reason why I started the Instagram summit was because everyone was learning from influencers okay. or from people like selling products and Those, the way that somebody is using Instagram when they're responding to an influencer or when they're looking at products to buy is completely different than how someone is searching for wedding vendors and responding to wedding vendors on Instagram. So, I mean, even just the example of like, if I'm following an influencer and she is telling me about a shirt that she really likes, I'm going to, you know, I might click on that shirt right away and I might buy it right away. But of course, also because it's a low purchase ticket, right? Right. $30 like yeah.
1: $30. The deal. buying but process is.
0: is complete. The buying journey for a couple is completely different um, when you are using those things. So, seeing wedding vendors doing strategies that influencers were teaching them was kind of honestly a little frustrating to me because mm-hmm. I was like, no, like that, like they don't care about that. Um, so that's why I started doing all of this. Okay, let me flip through. Okay, so you, you were you were asking about following, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um. Okay, so um interaction and interaction is like the thing that everybody talks about, right? Okay. Um mm-hmm. The thing is, is that you really want when you have a a couple on the other side of the screen, you really want action from them. You don't necessarily want interaction. And they also tend to be very silent sometimes and like behind, like they are like in the shadows because if they're looking for you, like if they're trying to learn more about you. You want that, you want to be directing them to the link in your profile. You don't necessarily want them, like you don't, I don't want you to care about them following you because some people follow and some people don't. So I have, I asked about, um, liking versus commenting And I think I have following somewhere. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about liking versus commenting. So 96% of my couples said that they will like a wedding vendor's Instagram post, but only 60% of them said that they hired that wedding vendor or had intentions of hiring them. So this is where we come into the inspiration thing comes into play, right? Okay. Now, when they are commenting on a vendor's Instagram post, um, 55% said that they will comment on a vendor's Instagram post, but if they have commented 71% said that they either hired that vendor or had intentions of hiring them. So that's where that like more personal connection comes into play. Um, hmm, interesting. Yeah. And so then about 78% said that they will follow a vendor on Instagram before hiring them. Um, however, they're also following vendors on Instagram without any intentions Of hiring or inquiring with them and purely for inspiration so if you are posting things that are a lot more inspiration geared um, or like you know really pretty things then they may follow you and still have absolutely no intentions of hiring you Um, and I did ask like what's the primary reason why they would follow a wedding vendor who they haven't yet hired and the majority of them did say that they wanted to see more of their work but they're also following to get to know you and to um, potentially remember you to inquire later. So I know that doesn't give you any very, like it doesn't give super specific, like this is what they're, um, well, no, it does give you specific, like this is what they're saying, but it doesn't really give you a specific, like this is how to do it, but it's, it kind of depends on your own strategy and what you're doing, because I would also suggest that, Um, stories are really important Instagram stories. Um, and the thing is though, they prefer to see Instagram, like they, they look at Instagram stories when they're considering hiring somebody, but when they are in that like inquiry stage, they're paying a lot more attention to your posts as opposed to your stories. Once they've hired you, they're paying a lot more attention to the stories. So stories are really good, like relationship builders and like behind the scenes types things. Um, But they're putting a lot more value on your posts, your actual posts, AKA your portfolio really. Um, And that's how you want to view Instagram too, is as like have your Instagram profile be primarily showcasing your portfolio of work. What you do, and then a little bit of who you are, but also making sure that it's still up to par with the the quality
1: of your work for sure. It's kind of like an extension of your website per se.
0: Yes, and well, and the thing is too is that Instagram is it's not replacing Google, but I I it is it's becoming an additional stop to Google. So I. I don't know where the pieces of data is, but <laughs> I asked um, if they're still googling um, wedding vendors if they have found them on Instagram, and they said yes. So if they find you on Instagram, they're still going and they're still googling you after the fact um, because they still want to see your reviews. And then when they Google you, like your blog posts will show up, your features on on publications, all of that good stuff when they are googling you specifically. So it's almost like um, the the process of how they're finding vendors is changing a little bit, um, but it's just really adding another layer to it. So Instagram is becoming like more of a first stop, more a little bit more of a search engine. And then the, the goal is to get them to your website from your Instagram. And then once they get to your website, then they're likely going to go and Google you some more. So also think about that too, because it should not replace your website because the majority of couples still want um, to inquire through an inquiry form because they want to like, they still want to track everything.
1: I think that uh, I think maybe one of, of the misconceptions is like, it's it's a one thing or nothing and i think that either you're using instagram facebook pinterest your website it's all part of a pie it's not only just you're yeah. gonna do this and you're gonna yeah. be really successful at it or this is the one that you should be doing i think that you need to and this is going to become a specific for each business but you need to kind of try a little bit of everything i like to yeah. put a little you know try a little bit of everything of course there is my favorite out of all of them but i try to spread my business across several platforms so when people find me either way there is a lot of like contact of right what's the name of this? like touch of entries kind of a thing
0: yes yeah absolutely um I call them marketing touches or marketing points um exactly or like you know different facets of how you're marketing your business and they all come into play and couples are considering all of them. Now given Instagram is at the top of their list for how they're considering, um, in in comparison to everything. Um, and it's also at the top of their list for how they're finding vendors too. Um, but yeah, everything needs to come into play for sure. Especially right now too, because they're going to be going to just general Google a lot more right now. Um, So it's, I am very much a proponent of doing every single piece of marketing.
1: (laughs) No, correct. And as you said, like, I don't know, for myself, when like I'm looking at, you know, hiring a service or, um, you know, something like that, like I always go to Instagram, I take a look at what they, you know, Mm -hmm. what they have on their account. And then I always go to the website. And if they don't have a website immediately in my mind, I'm like, there is a disconnect. And now mm, it doesn't feel as legit as (laughs) if there was a website. So it is important that you don't just forget about having an actual website. And again, another thing that is super important, this is borrowed territory. We don't own Instagram. And yes, it has been very Mm -hmm. successful for many years. And I don't think that it's going to go away anytime soon. But your account could be suspended. Uh, Things could happen and you don't want to lose. You don't want to put all your eggs in just that one basket.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at what happens when Instagram is down for a couple of hours and everyone's like freaking (laughs) out or... Um, even like the sounding pretty thing that happened a couple of years ago when people were like only submitting and having their work published on that one publication and everyone is freaking out about that. Um, in all things, don't put your eggs all in one
1: basket, absolutely so that's good advice. So let's say I have another question here. So you share plenty of tips with all of us. I mean, you talk about hashtags, how to use them, how to, you know, keep posting into our Facebook. Is there any uh, tips that perhaps you want to share about Instagram stories? What should be doing with Instagram stories? Um, Yeah, so when it comes to Instagram stories, couples have
0: said that 93% of them are viewing the Instagram stories of a vendor they're considering inquiring with hundred percent of them view the Instagram stories of someone they've already booked. Um, 64% said that a vendor having recent Instagram stories would make them more likely to hire them. And when it comes to what they're preferring to see, they want to see what it's like to work with you. So this doesn't necessarily just mean like behind the scenes, but it means more of like, I like to use the term of FOMO. So making them see what other couples are experiencing when it's like, when, when you're working with them. So if you're sending gifts to your newly booked couples, like, do a whole Instagram story series about that. Or even if you are doing like, if you're sending an email, checking in with somebody or like something like that, giving them a glimpse into what it's like to be one of your clients.
1: Um, I love to do. And one of my favorite Instagram stories to do is uh, album reveals. Yes. Uh, yes. Trips, you know, clients excited about their future wedding. Clients that didn't yes. consider buying an album, they're like, hmm, now I want an album. So those yes, have I really, love, really that. Well I and love if, that. And I don't care if people think that it's repetitive. Every single time I get an album, I make a reveal and I add polls to the stories and I add music. Like I make it I try to make it really interesting. Not just like me flipping through a book. I actually this was probably like two years ago when I first started um, doing my albums reveal. I always wore gloves because I don't uh-huh. want to touch the actual album. Like, I want it to be perfect. And it became kind of like a joke that I was going to name the gloves. And it actually, <laughs> like, I had people submitted names. We had a poll. So now, oh like, actually a name. And people oh sometimes, again, we go, like, Where, what's going on? We haven't seen Wolfgang in a while. Where is Wolf? Because that's the name that came. Wolfgang is the name of the glove. Oh <laughs> my gosh. That is awesome. You should add your personality to your Instagram yeah. stories. Like, if yes. you are, you know, whatever you do, you should always add that to your Instagram stories to make sure, as you said, to keep people right. excited about the possibility of working with you. Keep yeah. in mind, ma- I mean, uh, keep in mind that people are hiring you probably months in advance. And yes. now we have these tools that really help us connect with people and keep yes. them like excited about yeah. the possibility of, you know, doing business with us. So yeah. don't go away, you're silent. Absolutely. And even like,
0: um, it is a really, really good way to stay connected with people who have, who have booked you already and to build on to that relationship with them. So then they'll know what's going on in your life and all of that stuff. Um, and they also still want to see your portfolio work within your stories too. So, um, it's kind of the best of both worlds with stories, sharing your work and then sharing your, behind the scenes and your personality and stuff like that. That's why it's so great. And then also use your highlights in your profile for your stories because they're looking at those as well. Um, Especially good for portfolio work. So like creating a highlight for a specific wedding um, or even for like specific weddings at specific venues would be really good to do too. So yeah. And then I also wanted to point out too that, your followers sometimes are a little bit different with the wedding industry. like there tends to be a lot of people having followers of other vendors, right, so like vendors are following other vendors, and like I said before, couples tend to be a little bit more in the shadows with things, especially if they haven't if you haven't like if they haven't booked you yet um so just remember that when you're posting things that you not you're not necessarily always speaking to your followers because with weddings you you want to be reaching couples not necessarily other vendors so pay attention to that too and that's why to me interaction i.e. comments and likes on photos and things are not as important for wedding vendors, although they are important for algorithm and like whatever else we want to assume that we have never actually have any true. What happened with
1: with the hiding of the likes? They made a big deal about it. And then I think it never happened in the States. Um, you know, I actually,
0: I see it on my personal account. I haven't seen it on my business account. So you haven't
1: seen likes on your business account?
0: No, I ha I have likes on my business oh, okay. account still. So I still see them on that side, but on my personal account, I only see um like it only shows me so and so like it'll say like Suzy Q and others like this. Oh. I don't see the um so I don't business. see the number of likes. Yeah. So I I wonder if that's what they ended up doing. If they ended I, I would be curious to know if anybody with um Business, With a business account. accounts are seeing it on 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 their stuff, but yeah, I've definitely I've definitely noticed it on my personal that I don't see the number of likes on my. I personal. mean, your
1: followers don't see the numbers because you privately you see who likes your post. So, like, right, yeah,
0: for my own, but like, and even like on other people's images and stuff, How like in my in my feed, that's what it shows me. Yeah, so, um but yeah, I mean, and that's why with the wedding industry, everything is so visual. And I think part of that plays like part of those vanity metrics of likes and comments does play into that visual aspect that we are also attuned to. Um, And it just it likes and comments and all that doesn't matter to couples when it comes to them finding vendors. Um, So just keep that in mind. But of course, it is an important part of trying to make sure that your content is getting seen and all that good stuff um, that we never actually have any true knowledge about.
1: <laughs> um, or control, really, because yeah. you, can, you, know, you can be, and this is the part that bothers me, you can be a fantastic photographer, you can post something absolutely beautiful and you get low engagement. And then oh, there's yeah. people are extremely famous that post a picture of a booger and it's like, oh, one billion likes. So Yeah, like, yeah for sure, for sure. And I've seen a big change in my
0: stuff over the years too. And um, so I just want to encourage you to like not necessarily get super bogged down by those vanity metrics um, and pay a lot more attention to who you're speaking to, making sure that you're using the right hashtags. Because also the thing about hashtags too is that like if you're using a very specific hashtag that doesn't have a lot of activity on it, you could be reaching that one bride or that one groom who is, who happens to be searching for that very specific thing. So like I have, you know, even if a hashtag only has a hundred photos to it, that doesn't mean that it's going to work any less. It just means that it is a very, it's something very specific. And as hashtags get bogged down, people are going to be going more and more specific in what they're searching for and in what, what they're looking for. So yeah, that's my little like, (laughs) a little spiel about numbers. And I mean, you know, people are, are always, and also with, with weddings too, we lose followers fast also because people get sick of seeing wedding stuff. So like Mm -hmm. once couples are married, they might unfollow you, um, regardless of whether they hired you or not, or like if they're getting divorced, unfortunately, or like something like that. So I feel like um, the, the difference too between like an influencer is that like they can just exponentially grow, but then with wedding stuff, it's a little bit harder to grow because mm. the content is so specific and it's, it's so directed at, at a specific part of life also.
1: Um, That's good to know because I think yeah. that a lot of, you know, sometimes we get caught up into that growth of Instagram and wondering why it's not growing as fast as other yes. people yes
0: yes yeah and um and also like um what is the right word to use like um inflated growth Mm -hmm. so like I've been seeing a lot of um follow chain things going around in the last week or two and it's vendors following vendors and that's great like I love networking on Instagram I think that is a great option but it's not necessarily going to help you get seen by couples. So just always, always, always have couples in the forefront of your mind or whoever your ideal client is, you know, um, always have them on your mind whenever you're doing anything on Instagram. And also interaction is really big for growing and connecting with people on Instagram too.
1: Awesome. Lauren, you shared such great information today. I'm so grateful that we have you in the industry and that you do all this research for all of us. I really appreciate
0: Appreciate
1: it. it. So changing gears a little bit here, uh, and just kind of like to finalize this conversation. What are you loving right now? And this doesn't have to be data or wedding related.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, like my life is,
1: (laughs) my life is business really. Um, what am I I any TV show you're watching, any book you're reading, or just I don't know, enjoying mango. I don't know. What are you loving these days? <laughs> um
0: Well, I love the office all days, all the time. Um that is just that has been a nice little <laughs> um I think we're on like maybe our sixth time of watching the entire season. It might be like the eighth time. You um
1: know what? I love TV. Love TV and the office, even though I love the memes and the GIFs of it. I cannot oh. watch a full episode. You can. not Oh my like gosh, Michael, I cannot tolerate him for more than 10 minutes. Okay. Oh my gosh. It's
0: I just I we just we love it a lot. Um and then I would also say I really like um later.com. That's mm-hmm. what I use for my Instagram, um my Instagram scheduling and organization and things like that and um it it just makes my life a little bit easier. It has a really cool like media library and you can use different labels for images and oh cool. Um
1: is it so, a paid membership?
0: Um it's they have a free version. I don't know like what the difference is between the free and the paid, but I pay. I pay for like everything.
1: <laughs> um
0: yeah, I think I think the paid is like 35 a month or something okay. or something like that. But it's um, I really like it for scheduling and and like being able to for me, I post a lot of my v members work. And so like it's easy for me to like pull their images in through using a hashtag and also to like categorize it and save it all. So like if I need a like a bouquet to share or if I need like a, a image with specific color tones I label everything with those things and then I'm
1: able to find it easier so So, tell us about your v-list what is it and what could people find you
0: um so the v-list is a um a vendor marketing membership service it's like it's a membership it's a service um basically it's having your business marketed on my platforms and receiving publicity through blog posts on every last detail um showcasing your work and also showcasing your expert advice we do um educational things within the membership as well called V school sessions so i bring in experts and they talk about whatever the, the subject is usually i try to keep it to marketing specific um, and members get 12 social media posts a year on my all of my platforms. So Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Um, and yeah, there's a lot more uh, like things. I'm just I'm constantly adding exposure opportunities. Everybody gets shared on my stories. Um And then you also get a profile on my website, which is like 5% of what the
1: V-List actually is. And where could people go um, to subscribe to this service?
0: Um, They can go to VListMembership.com. So it's V as in Victor and list as in <laughs> L-I-S-T, Sorry. membership.com. Um, awesome. Yeah, that, and that'll just take you directly to mm-hmm. the page and whatever specials I have happening at the time. If there are any, will be displayed on that page, so...
1: Awesome. So any other places people can find you, connect with you, all that good stuff?
0: Um, Yeah, my my pro-facing brand is ELD for Pros. So on Instagram, it's ELD for Pros. On Facebook, ELD for Pros. Um, I do have a Facebook group for that brand where I do share um, sneak peeks of my data insights that I get from couples. And if you're a VLIS member, you get to see that data in live time as it comes in, um, and my normal couple-facing brand is on Instagram it's Every Last Detail blog. So yeah. awesome.
1: That's really it. Plenty of places to find you. I'm going to add links in the notes so people for people to get to these places. And Lauren, thank you so much for being with all of us. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, your data. I think this was super useful. And listen, I can't wait to hear more from you. So the doors are always open here in the Talk Republic for whenever you want to talk any more Instagram data. or nothing. Awesome, no problem.
0: I always, I'm always pulling. So I'm sure I'll have more soon. Thank you so much for Uh, having me. No,
1: thank you. And for everybody that is listening either on the podcast or live, thank you so much for tuning in. You guys are amazing. And I'll catch you very soon with another amazing guest. Ciao.
0: Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoy today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.